Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. Several years ago, a colleague of mine in a church I used to serve in gave me a ride home. I wasn't with a car, so I asked to join him after the church service. When we got on our way, he told me he needed to make a detour to see his mom for a few minutes, to which I agreed. When we got to his mom's house, he introduced me to his mom. Now, this colleague of mine and I come from the same village, so his mom knew my father, which is why he introduced me to his mom as my father's son. On hearing the name of my father, the old woman's face brightened up, and she started talking about my father. However, as she talked about my dad, I got confused because it sounded as if she was talking about me. Everything she said about my father described me perfectly. At some point, I wanted to stop her to tell her she is confusing my father with me. But then I remembered that she was meeting me for the first time. So it was actually my father she was talking about. Before that day, I thought my interests in music and my zeal to make things work out in the church choir was my own decision. But that day, I realized that I was influenced by genetic materials picked up from my father because he did exactly the same thing. Now, in the second part of Hebrews 11.3, it says that the worlds were framed by God such that the things which are seen were made of things which are not seen. None of us come from nothing. We are made from materials taken from our pedigree, and those materials have influence on the decisions we make and who we become. In the book of Proverbs 13.22, it says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. We have all the years believed that the inheritance spoken of in that scripture is just landed property, personal possessions, and cash. But the truth is that we leave much more to our offsprings. As a matter of fact, every human being is made by physical attributes taken from their parents which has been passed down over the years from generation to generation. Because these attributes are mixed between both parents, the genes come in many numerous variations as it develops from one generation to the next. This is why it is not good for the human race if siblings are marrying each other there will simply be a repetition of the same set of genes over and over. 
as human beings keep having offsprings made out of the mixture of families, tribes, races, the genes are being shuffled like a deck of cards and hopefully getting more and more diverse. Now the spirit of man as a species was given directly from God. Spirits have no genes or differences. All spirits are an exact replica of God, given as a life force, which brings the entire human being together to exist and develop into a living soul. In Genesis 2-7, it says that God breathed into the nostrils of the man made out of dust, and he became a living soul. It is the same breath that has been passed on down the generations, from the very first man down to us. Think of it as lighting a candle with a lit candle, and the next person repeats it for the next one and so on. This is why your character and your personality is not in your spirit, but your soul. Human spirits are a perfect replica of God, therefore humans are gods on a spiritual level. Now, it gets a little more interesting when you get to the soul, because every soul is developed during a lifetime. The soul is like a brand new computer with no application on it at birth. However, just like all new computers, they have a pre-existing operating system installed to get it going, which is passed down from parents through the subconscious mind. This is why no one teaches a newborn baby to suck breasts. They know it once they are born and they know how to cry. As their senses begin to pick up sensations, they learn the rest as they grow and their soul gets more mature, becoming brighter and brighter. Now, by the way, the indication of the development of a soul is in the degree of its brightness. The more a soul matures, the brighter it becomes. While for the flesh, it gets bigger and then starts getting old. Physical bodies are mortal, so they get bigger, then get old, and then die. But souls are not mortal. So they simply get brighter or darker. That's why when people on earth see souls from advanced realms, they appear as bright as the sun in their eyes. Remember, we said that babies come with some basic programming at birth. The truth is that also hidden along with those basic programming are some attributes or character traits received through the pedigree of the baby through the subconscious dimension. These traits begin to show up as the baby grows up. It's like a viral infection on a subconscious dimension, which can turn out either to be a good thing or a bad thing, an asset or a liability. Hardly anyone totally has a clean state at birth. Now finally, 
we come to the last thing that people inherit from their pedigree. These are the earthly consequences of the actions of their forebears. As people live their lives on the earth, they generate thoughts which lead to actions. And each of those thoughts and actions in turn generate reactions or consequences. Now the general rule about consequences is that they are intra-dimensional in nature. This means they occur within the same dimension in which the action took place. Let me explain what I mean. For example, if I slap you, you will feel it on your cheek physically. However, if you now start to think about how unfair it was for me to slap you, then you will start to feel sadness in your soul and maybe even start to cry. Now, I caused the physical pain on your cheek, but the emotional pain you experience in your soul is actually your own doing. This is because I could slap another person and that person just sniffs at me and walks away or even return fire for fire and I may have to run away. The same action but leads to a totally different emotional response. Which is why I say it's never what happens to you that matters but how you respond to it. So the consequence of your thoughts will have effect on your soul dimension. But once you act on them physically, then the consequence will also be physical. Now the consequence of your thoughts may still meet you after your body has died in the soul world. That is why thoughts are far more dangerous for an individual. But the consequences of your physical action can also be here on earth after you are dead for your descendants to suffer. Let me explain this. If you are a hard-working man and was able to amass great wealth, when you are dead, your descendants will not have to start to build from scratch. However, if you were owing a lot of money, it is possible that even what your descendants have, they may have to pay for it depending on the laws of the land. Now, let's come to the aspect of actions which cause divine judgments to be passed. There are certain actions undertaken by individuals which provoke a divine response. Whenever the helpless are oppressed or those who are unable to fight for themselves are subjected to unfair treatment, there can sometimes come as response to such acts an intervention from the divine dimension. Whenever this happens, these judgments become a big liability for the descendants of that individual who did such thing. The descendants inherit those liabilities and will have to pay for them in their own lifetime. This is what the Bible calls iniquity. Sins passed on from one generation to another. The carriers of iniquity are not the ones who committed the offense, but their forebears. 
This means you don't commit iniquity, you only carry it. This also works the other way around with people whose ancestors passed a divine blessing to them. They appear to be favored for no apparent reason, cashing in from what they received from their forefathers who were blessed divinely and passed that blessing down to them. We can clearly see this play out in the lives of King David, his son King Solomon, and Rehoboam, Solomon's son. Now God blessed King David, and David passed that asset to Solomon his son. Now Solomon, being blessed for his father's sake, even when he sinned against God, did not suffer for it because of the blessing from his father, but transferred the liability of his sin to his own son, who did not commit the sin, yet bore the consequence of his father's transgression. The result of this was the losing of ten tribes to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, according to divine judgment. So, as is clearly seen here, people can actually inherit guilt or innocence as an inheritance from their parents when there is a divine judgment involved. Now, having heard all this information, it is crucial that one understands, first of all, the importance of being careful about the habits they form or maintain in their lives. This is because there is a chance that those habits may end up being a liability for your descendants down the line, which will be a disadvantage to them from the beginning of their lives. Even if you receive a bad habit genetically, it is your responsibility to work hard to stop that habit in your own life, to reduce the chances of that habit showing up in your own descendants. In addition to that, it is so important that you try not to do anything which will provoke divine judgment, like murder or oppression, which can certainly become a burden for your own innocent descendants to carry after you. Now, if you have inherited a liability of divine judgment from your ancestors, you don't have to despair. I know it may seem quite unfair, since you have not done anything wrong. Know that what matters in life is that you live with a pure heart and always insist on living by the grace of God, which is able to give you what neither you nor your forefathers deserve. So whether you were able to work out that divine judgment in your bloodline or not, you could very well become an exception by grace on the basis of your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Know one thing, that the greatest treasure is the presence of God in your life, because it is not where you are that matters, but it is where God is. May God grant us divine understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. We hope you were blessed by these teachings. 
for inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.